Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we got another gun gripe episode for you. And we're going to be talking about 7-inch ARs and how dang useless they are. (laughs) Hi there. This uh, video is going to ruffle some feathers, but look, I obviously have a 7-inch AR right here, so I can make fun of my own gun if I want. But we are going to talk about why once you get below a certain barrel length in an AR, it's utterly useless. And we'll talk about that a little bit as we go here. Mm -hmm. Before we get started, I would like to thank our friends at Sonoran Desert Institute for supporting our videos. They have some awesome distance learning programs, wonderful instructors. If you're looking for a career in gunsmithing technology, you want to learn about reloading your own ammunition, tons of different things that they do. They are definitely a great resource. Uh, They accept a ton of different financial aid. Check them out. SDI, Sonoran Desert Institute. Check out the link uh, down in the description box below and tell them we sent you. And a big thanks to them for being a patron of our channel. So Chad and I have been talking about this for some years now, and I can't believe that we have taken this long to get around to doing a gun gripe on it. Mm -hmm. But we've always talked about AR barrel lengths, and I'm kind of in the 20 or 18 inch club in terms of ARs. I like the velocity. You know, I like being able to launch heavy pills, long distance, and really kind of stretch the most um, power that you can get out of a 5.56 with that longer barrel. So I'm in the old school A2 category myself. I prefer an A2 type rifle. But with the advent of pistols and things or SBRs, it's like folks want to go shorter and shorter. And I get it. You know, they want a more compact uh, Mm -hmm. weapon that's easier to maneuver, easier to stow. But let's talk a little bit about ideal barrel lengths in a compact configuration. How compact can we get and still maintain some good lethality out of 5.56? Five, five, uh, and how short can we go before it just starts to become an over-glorified 22 Magnum? Well, you know, you just cut the barrel off right there at the uh, barrel extension, you know, and just make it a single shot. You know, the bullet's like sticking out of the end, you know, the chamber. That works pretty good. Um, no. You mustn't tell lies, Eric. You've been on like the Mark 18 kick for a while. Yeah, like, but you, Mark you 18 has got, got some barrel length, though. I mean, yeah, but all right. So look, 20 inches is the king, right? Velocity is what you want, right? That's what makes 5.56 perform so well is the speed that it runs at. You know, and most of the military loadings, like, yeah, the lead core, um, 193s, the steel core, uh, 8.55, it's meant to perform terminally at certain velocity ranges, right? You get down below that velocity threshold, which like for M855, I think it's around 2,600 feet per second or so. Um, you, It doesn't tumble as much. It doesn't perform terminally as well. That's why like when you get down to the shorter barrels, you've got a shortened range of which that bullet will perform as it's intended, right? That's why people in the shorter barrels will use like the 77 grain loadings, like 75 grain taps, Bullets uh, like the Gold Dot or, um, let's see, um, the trophy-bonded Bear Claws, you know, fusion-type projectiles, that sort of thing. That that federal FBI load that has the bonded Bear yeah. Claw bullet. So, it's a 62-grain bonded Bear yeah. Claw that, oh, yeah. great yeah. little so round. It's like a 63-grain, 60, I think, or 64-grain, somewhere around there, yeah. but it's right in that ballpark. But you got to use special ammunition to make these short barrels work properly all right because a lot of those bullets they'll expand and perform terminally down to like 1800 feet per second so boom there you go you've solved the problem of short barrel ar but like why create the problem to begin with 
why not just use a barrel length that actually works? And like, I'm in the school of thought, like, I don't want anything less than 11 and a half inch barrel because you get down to 11 and a half inches and then you drop down to like 10 and a half, 10.3, you lose like 80 feet per second. Whereas the average is about 30 feet per second per inch of barrel yeah. on a 5.6. And losing that inch of length, is that really going to make much difference in how compact yeah. that firearm is when you're actually losing a ton of performance? Yeah. And then when you go from a 10.3 down to a 7, Dude. now that's really where you're talking a huge robbing of performance and what the 5.56 yeah. can do. So look, uh, an 11.5 inch barrel, I'm still getting over 2,700 feet per second with, with like triple G M855. I'm talking full power, NATO loaded. M855, NATO spec ammo. Sure. You shoot that same ammo out of a seven inch barrel with a pistol length gas system on it. And that's another thing we'll talk about too is gas system lengths. You're getting like 21, 2200 feet per second. You're talking 22 magnum velocity with a slightly heavier bullet. I mean, so you're delivering more energy, but dude, like you're not doing anything to mitigate the flash because you've got so much unburned powder out of that little bitty barrel that it is, it's like, unused energy. That's the way I like to think about it. All that powder you're just expelling into the environment. It's like, you could have used that. And all that flash too. Yeah. yeah. So, now you've got flash mitigation to worry about and like, if you're trying to run it suppressed, I mean, there's some suppressors out there that can handle, you know, the pressures out on a 7-inch AR barrel and all that unburned powder, but number one, you're destroying your blast baffle. You're filling your, your suppressor up with unburned powder, which I've seen some suppressors like go up from unburned powder, like collecting in them. It's, it's interesting because you basically have a grenade on the end of your, your barrel. Nice. Okay. So that's, that's kind of interesting to, to, to see, but you know, like reliability issues, things like that. Like, man, like, dude, pick a better cartridge if you want to go with something so short. So the whole allure of a 10.3, when we look at like the Mark 18 or like the HM defense that I have has a 12 and a half inch barrel. Um, I forget the exact barrel length on our POF 415. I want to say it's an 11 and a half. Or I think maybe, it's 11 and a half. Yeah. I think it's an 11 and a half. So when you get into that 10.3 to 12.5 territory, it, I guess you're kind of in room fight territory. Like it, it's meant for CQB mm-hmm. operations, close in work. Yep. Maybe 100 yards and in is probably where you're at the maximum effectiveness yep. of. I mean, now, like I can take my 12 and a half inch HM and we were taking that thing out to the farm mm-hmm. and shooting gopher at 300 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, will it still you know, definitely hurt you at that distance. Mm-hmm. Of course it will. Well, let's see. What is Barry But saying? is it doing optimally yeah. what it can do, what the cartridge is capable of? Yeah. And that answer is definitely no. No. But like I said, the ammunition uh, that you choose to use in a shorter barreled AR is paramount. Because, like, the professionals, okay, professionals out there that use, like, the Mark 18s, they're using 77 grain ammo. You know, open tip match ammo. And, uh, it's like the Mark 262, you know, one of the mod types of whatever, whatever mod they're up to now on the loading. But, you know, that's a pretty, pretty stout 77 grain heavy load. They shoot at a one and seven twist barrels and it performs very well, terminally speaking, you know, out of the short barrels, especially at, at the ranges that they're using. It. Yeah. At, at close range and also at a bit of an extended range too just because of the design of that projectile. I've always um, liked that FBI load, that soft point FBI load mm-hmm. that Federal loaded. Now, I, I wish it was easier to get, yeah. but it, it's almost impossible to get. You uh, cannot get that load, but it performs great, especially yeah. out of short barrels and mm-hmm. especially against foes who are not wearing body armor. Uh, or uh, auto glass. 
Like that, yes. that load does really well with auto glass and things like that. Yes. Um, but it's just, it boggles my mind. Like the, the short, like seven inch kitty cat guns, they're cool. Like you go to a machine gun shoot or something. Somebody's got a little kitty cat, like a one, you know, like throwing three foot, four foot fireballs out of it. Like that's cool. But like, that's the end of it for me. You know, I would never think that a useful tool to have, like, beside my bed. It's got to be at least an 11 half with at least M855 in it. Because with that barrel length, you know, you, you look at the velocity range that M855 is uh, terminal at, and it's it gives me about 125 yards, which is more than enough for that platform. And I can run a suppressor on it, and it brings it right out to about the same length as a normal carbine. Yeah, especially in a home defense situation. Yeah. I mean, like... I'm in the school of thought that I like having a 12 and a half inch gun as my home defense gun. And, uh, mm-hmm. I have I, no problem running my HM. Um, and look, and you, I feel well armed. Yeah. Now you can get out to longer range with a short AR. All right. My, our, our buddy Chad over at flatline fiber, he recently took a, a, a carbine class down at arena and, um, he was shooting a 12 and a half inch gun out to 700 meters, you know, with 77 grain ammo. So using good ammo, uh, a good um, red dot magnifier, and shooting, you know, like point targets. Wow. You know, like, you know, uh, normal, like, uh, what do you call them? The, um, like a D28 D28, or yeah, like yeah. eight, like uh, 18 inch wide, you know, 40 tall, like a normal torso type target out to 700 meters. Very cool. You know, with a red dot. Like, it can be done. It will throw that pill out there. It will. And it'll put a hole in you, as Barry likes to say. He's like, it'll put a hole in you you weren't born with, right? So that makes for a bad day, but that that bullet's not going to perform as it as it would at 700 yards as it will at 100 yards. But you want you want the longest barrel that you can use for the given task. If it's a road gun or something, go with like a 14, 14 and a half, 14.7 with a pinned and uh, welded flash hider on it or something, or um, you know a 16 inch that you can just run loud uh, or. If you want to get froggy, you know, go with something short and run a suppressor on it. But this could also be an argument for what? What? What's a short AR? Uh, like the 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 detractors of running a short AR. What are they an argument for? Bullpups, right? <laughs> so sure, you know, we could talk about that too. But it just, like I said, it always boggles my mind about the the short um, ARs. But um, the other thing I want to mention was gas systems. So like. The, the utmost reliability and softest shooting platforms are like your 18s, your 20s with a rifle length system, right? You've got, you've got, uh, relatively lower pressure at the gas port. So that gas has come back. You got good dwell time. You've got a reasonably heavy, uh, uh, buffer and spring, you know, and all that equates to like a perfectly balanced system. They suppress really nice. They suppress really well. All right. When you start shortening the barrel, obviously you have to shorten the gas system too. So you're getting higher pressure at the port. So you're having to shrink the port size to limit the amount of gas that's coming through there. You got to run heavier buffers, heavier springs to kind of, you know, have this balancing act to get this thing to cycle smoothly and reliably and not beat all the internal components up and such. When you get down to a seven inch barrel, you're running a pistol length gas tube. And we're still we're still talking about tens of thousands of psi at that gas port, like five inches in, right? So it's a violent operation of this platform. 
So you've got to have a super heavy buffer, super heavy carrier, tiny little gas port, maybe an adjustable system if you want, and you're just beating the internal components like to smithereens in these things too. It seems that you're also introducing a lot of variables too. You are. So it's like the more variables you're adding to the system, it seems like that's going to mess with the reliability of the the platform as well. So if you are... In the school of thought that you're going to trust a seven inch kitty cat with your life, which I don't know why you would, but hey, if it's what you got, it's what you got. Just know that, you know, when you're adding all those variables that you probably could run into some potential reliability issues as well. That's a huge thing. I've, I've never seen anybody who put together one of these guns and had it work right out of the box 110%. Like they always have to be fiddled with <laughs> 50 Beowulf. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. Or like, you know, strange oddball cartridges. I mean, I've even had problems with like 458 SOCOM trying to get it to run out of a short barrel. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's unfun. And it gets to a point you're like, man, I'm just going to go back to something standard. But here I am like talking about something standard and I'm playing with 300 hammer. You know, I bought, but, um, 500 pieces of Starline 50 Beowulf brass and I got a bunch of Lehigh projectiles and I bought a bolt and a barrel and an upper and a break. And I was going to put a Bowers verse 50 on that upper and run, you know, have a suppressed 50 Beowulf because reasons, because why not? Because bowling balls. Mm-hmm. But I've yet, even with lowering the port, I've yet mm-hmm. to get the gun to run properly. So I don't know what to do. And it gets to a point where it's like, you know, it becomes unfun. It's trying not to fun anymore. It, if it does, if it's not reliable. Yeah. That's the biggest thing with me is just, uh, you know, the fun factor for a seven inch, it's there, but the tool factor is not. You there know. you have it. So that's the gripe. Look, you know, I'm not saying the seven inch isn't cool to play with. They are. What? 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 Wait just a don't treat it like a serious tool. It's just for fun. Seven inches is for fun. <laughs> 10.3 inches is for work. <laughs> 12.3 inches is for uh, when you got to really. Get in there for the deep dive and is this a get gun? the job done. Is this a gun channel or is this something else? What are we talking about here? <laughs> Holy hell. What did I sign up for? Oh, my gosh, man. Hey, and, where's my contract? Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm about to read the fine No place. more dad jokes. Okay. We're not going to go there. But the point is, though, look, barrel length matters. And when it comes to ARs, yeah, the length matters. Okay, it's just it is what it is. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> look, I mean, it, it, look, if you're gonna shoot an anemic little cartridge mm-hmm. that doesn't generate a lot of power to begin with, mm-hmm. you need all the barrel length you can to get the maximum amount of steam out of that. And I think that it's like we started with that 20 inch, you know, AR that we, we've all known and loved. You know, the A2 is being just a great platform with a proven track record. And then you know, it's it, it's natural to want to shorten it up, make it more compact, make it easier to tote around, easier to to stow away and travel with mm-hmm. things like that. But there's some things that just need to be left alone, mm-hmm. and there's some things that need to be honored. And uh, you know, hey, if you're gonna run five five six, go on and get that eighteen twenty inch barrel and get the get the get the maximum power out of that pill, and mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be happy you did. I'm, look, the eighteen inch SPRs that we build are fantastic guns and not to, you know, I'm not going to say what could or could not happen in the future, but we really like those rigs a lot. And I think you guys will too. I'll say real quick, just as like a addendum, 300 blackout. Um, 300 blackout. All right. So the shorter AR barrels went like, Hmm, 
got to be something to solve this problem where we can have more energy, you know, in a short platform that's reasonably reliable and has options. So, I mean, J.D. Jones came up with their own whisper, right? It's like run some supersonics out of it and get more energy out of the same type of platform by expanding the projectile size, you know, from 5.56 to 30 cal and uh, opening up that case neck and, you know, run like 115 grain pills, whatever, and then swap over to uh, your suppressor and then run some uh, big old heavy slugs out of it and lob some bowling balls in, like, and you get like 45 ACP power out of a a short, compact, um, you know, pretty precise rig that can deliver a lot of energy on a target in in a better platform than like 45 ACP, right? That uh, was kind of the idea. And then, you know, 300 Blackout was born. You know, Kevin Brittingham uh, solidified that with AAC. And, dude, like, that has been, like, that has been a crazy, um, there's been a crazy demand for 300 Blackout over the past decade plus. I got to know? shoot Kevin's uh, 8.6 Blackout at the um, at the CanCon oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. He had a, a small fix mm-hmm. set up an 8.6 blackout, uh, and see. it was epic. It yeah. sounded great, and it, and when it smacked the steel, it just it hit with a lot of authority. So Kevin's yeah. always got some outlandish things going on, and I know um, this year we're going to be getting down and doing some deer hunting with the 300 hammer that mm-hmm. you got set up. And and so the 300 hammer is kind of like a 300 blackout with a little more, it's, a little uh, more powder. So 300 hammer is uh, it, it's a revised 7.62 by 40. Um, that Bill Wilson kind of came up with. Um, so it's like a 300 blackout magnum, but it's only for supers. It's not meant for subsonic use. It's, it's, uh, trying to wring the power out of a 30 yeah, cal it, in, in it's, that short it's, platform. Yeah. It's more or less just, just a necked up five, five, six case, um, that you drop relatively lightweight 30 cal pills in. So like one tens, one twenty fives, one thirties, one thirty fives up to one fifties. You know, like some of the spear soft point offerings. Have you been um, able to secure any of the uh, triple shocks, the barns? They're too long because they're um yeah uh, they're they're too long for that particular application. It needs that's to be a lead, great bullet. Yeah, it's got to be like lead core. And if if I'm doing monolithic, it's it's only the one tens like the Lehigh's, the control chaos and stuff. Um, because you're limited on the amount of powder that you can cram in there, mm. and like it's weird. Like you have to settle the powder in. I have to use one of the extended um funnels and get that powder to really settle in there. Cause I'm using the, um, uh, CFE black. Huh? And I actually like kind of take my tray and tap it down, like compress the powder even more before I drop the projectile on there. Wow. Like there's not much room in there. Every load is compressed. Yeah. But so. you know, some people talk a little smack about compressed loads, but I personally, I like compressed loads They're because consistent. if it, cause it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't have to worry about the powder moving around or settling in a weird position. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about case sensitivity where the powder sits mm-hmm. in the case. You don't have to worry as much about temperature sensitivity. You know, I think there's a lot of arguments that can be made for the positivity of a compressed charge mm-hmm. in a hand load, but I digress. Mm-hmm. That's outside the realms of this particular gun grade, no. but we mainly want to talk about barrel lengths, mm-hmm. but you know, there are a lot of cool oddball cartridges mm-hmm. out there for ARs and it just goes to show the utility of the mm-hmm. AR platform and how useful it is and how many cool things you can do with it. So don't be afraid to use a short barrel. If you want to run a kitty cat, build build an, a kitty cat upper for fun. I've got one. That's a Dolos that Chad mm-hmm. has right there. And that's got the quick release Dolos assembly. Check it out. Boop. Ooh. So oh, my my gun broke. Oh my god. <laughs> 
So, you know, that's cool. And it's a conversation piece. It's neat. Is this something I would trust my life to? Well, if it's what I had, I would. Mm -hmm. But, you know, look, the AR is so cool, and there's so many things you can do with it. Don't be afraid to mess around. I mean, we're talking a little smack about 7-inch ARs, but it's just what you need to know about them. They're not all cracked up to be. Well, look, there's one more thing I want to mention. You you were talking about 300 Hammer. So, look, if it's a purpose-built rig, use the barrel length that, you know, you're basing your purpose on. Like the 300 Hammer for me was, it's an 11.3-inch barrel. Yeah, you get the most bang for your buck out of like a 16 or an 18. You know, that's really where that cartridge shines is burning up all that fast-burning powder, you know, as much as you can and getting those velocities up. But like for Georgia deer hunting, where I'm taking shots within 100 yards, I've got plenty of power with that um, 11.3-inch barrel. I mean, I'm pushing a 135 to, uh, I think, 2280, somewhere right around there, just below 2300 feet per second. I'm not losing much over a 16-inch barrel, but I can run my suppressor on there. And I've got this super compact, lightweight rig. I mean, the whole rig with a suppressor and an optic weighs like seven point seven point six pounds or something like that. It sounds it's like it's pretty light. comparable to seven six two by thirty nine in terms of energy. Relatively speaking, it's yes. kind of right in that ballpark. Yeah. But the pre- and I've killed several deer and hogs using seven six two by thirty nine. But most of the seven six two by thirty nine kills that I've made on deer and hog have been with one hundred fifty grain, one hundred fifty four grain soft point. Yeah, so it's moving a little slower, mm, but it works. Yeah. So this is a one thirty five, and it runs pretty well. Delivers way more energy than you can get out of a five five six, of course, and much more energy than I can get out of a three hundred blackout in the same like barrel length range. Yeah. Like my 12 and a half, I shoot 110s out of it, but I can't come close to the energy that I can deliver out of the 300 hammer. Well, so that's going to be cool to see. I can't wait to, to see how that uh, handles yeah. a whitetail. So we, we still got a lot of hunting to do this year, just on a side note. But, um, you know, I appreciate everybody tuning in. That's been barrel lengths. I mean, look, I think we made a pretty good case. You take it for what you will, but. Um, the information's there. It's well-documented. It's well-published. Um, there, there's plenty of stuff if you want to dig deeper. But we thought this would be a fun uh, thought uh, experiment and a fun conversation to have. Uh, let us know. What's your favorite barrel length in an AR down in the comments below? Are we wrong? Tell us how we're wrong. Are we right? Do you agree? Tell us we're right. Uh, I want to hear what you have to think. Let me know in the comments section down below. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys rock. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting us directly. You can donate on Patreon if you wish to do so. Uh, Just go check it out at the link down in the description box below. Also, go over to Ballistic Inc. and pick yourself up a snazzy new t-shirt. That's one way you can support our efforts directly if you wish to do so. Thank you so very much. Many more videos on the way. And we'll see you next time.